Of let me tell you something as myself, Lorcan Mullen, and my co host Simon Cross continue to watch every match that Dave Meltzer's given five stars or higher during his time as the writer, editor in chief, art critic, business correspondent, jack of all trades of the Wrestling Observer newsletter. And we're in his year of 2018 when not only was he seeing more five star matches than ever before. He was seeing more matches going beyond the five-star rating than ever before. We've just had one five-and-a-half-star match, and now we've got another one just a month later in the same promotion. Simon, what's this five-and-a-half-star match we're going to watch right now? It is the best of the Super Juniors final, and it is Hiromu Takahashi of Ally J taking on Taji Ishimori of the Bullet Club. Taiji. Sorry, Taiji Ishimori of the Bullet Club. And it's very important that I uh, took the effort to correct his name as I don't want the most shredded man I've ever seen in my life to find out and batter me. Because Jesus Christ, he is a machine. Look at him. He's a G.I. Joe figure brought to life. Yeah, look at how muscle he is. Almost to scale as well. If he was six inches tall, it'd be Vince's wet dream. He's about... Um, I think at this point he's also like 38 years old or something stupid like that as well. Japanese people just don't age, do mm. they? Like, like, not really. Not well, they like... just have a sudden snap. There's a great comic online of like a Japanese woman or an East Asian woman in their 20s and they look the same. The 30s, they look the same. 40s, they look the same with a slight line on their eyes. <laughs> then like a puff of smoke. And then post-menopause, and they're like half the size they once were, with sunglasses on, permed hair. (laughs) (laughs) Or, you know, you just look at them and think, Jesus, you are tiny. Where's the rest of you? What's happened? Um, So, this, yeah, like you were saying, it's Los Ingobernables de Apon against the Bullet Club, but it's not Omega Naito, it is Takahashi Ishimori. Um, our first look at Hiromu Takahashi and, and Taiji Ishimori, actually, to be fair. Um, Takahashi having come back to New Japan after his learning excursion about two years earlier. Was that in Mexico, by chance? He'd mostly been in Mexico as Kamaitachi, where he'd really gained a reputation for having this uh, incredible series of matches against Dragon Lee. Recalling the golden era of the Jap Lucha time of guys like Ultimo Dragon... Um, Jushin Thunder Liger, the great Sasuke, um, Negro Casas, Rey Mysterio Jr., Psychosis, and Eddie Guerrero, and in uh, ECW as well, Super Crazy against Yoshihiro Tajiri, really followed in those footsteps. And they continued their feud in New Japan as well, um, but it wasn't to be the final. Uh, I don't know if they met each other in the group stages, but... um, Taiji Ishimori had very recently debuted for New Japan. He'd been a NOAA mainstay for years, where he'd won multiple junior heavyweight titles for both singles and tag um, in NOAA, but had chosen about a year or so earlier to go independent. He'd had some runs in TNA, 
um, and the like before being hired by New Japan to join the Bullet Club as the new and improved version of Bone Soldier. The moniker having previously been given to the man who'd wrestled as Captain New Japan. Um, Prince Devitt did voice his displeasure over Twitter after finding out what had happened to his old group of people. Um, Captain New Japan was not a figure that Devitt held in high regard. Let's say Ah, right. And what it does mean is that Taiji Ishimori enters the match wearing a very cool mask and just generally having a cool name that deserved a cool wrestler. It. it looks a little bit like Lesnar's school, as in, you know, it's got those protruding bits. Not Lesnar's actual school, like, you know, the yeah, one he has on his logo. <laughs> Although, <laughs> um, you know what I mean, though? It, it, it's a, it is a really cool-looking mask, you're right, and it's just got that edge to it that a normal skeleton doesn't have. So, the thing about Hiromu Takahashi, and this is something that Chris Saban brings up in commentary at various points... He has a, a fantastic look. His look reminds me a bit of Mikey Whipwreck with the multicolours. Ah, uh, yes, yes, I can see that, yep. Um, but also mixed with his own eccentric look, the, the wispy moustache, uh, his his general feline look coupled with his feline friend Daryl and his general eccentricities. Oh, he's the one with Daryl. Yeah. And right. what I do like about Takahashi is that he's a very fun fit into Los Ingobernables because whilst the rest of the members of Los Ingobernables, especially like Sonada and Naito and I guess Bushi as well, they've got this very cool look to them. Tranquilo. They're like Tranquilo. Tranquilo, whereas Evil has that mysticism and eccentricity. Um, so it's and, and then Takahashi has the, he's the weird one, he's the strange one. And it is that cast of outsiders that hang out together at school, you know. There's Safety the, in numbers. Yeah, there's a bit of the gothy one. There's the the rebel, and then there's the eccentric and the rebel. Naito takes Takahashi under his wings because he just likes him. He's a fellow person that doesn't want to play by the rules, not through rebellious means like Naito, but just that he's a little bit off. Yeah, his, he's got his, his like his book as well, uh, where he writes the things about. Um... His opponents. Yeah. And and is that he's like freaking Will Osprey out with his talking about how he's a cat? <laughs> oh, oh, that's just brilliant. It's like, yeah. So um, the other day I ate some Felix. What? <laughs> and that's actually the relationship between Naito and Takahashi is rooted in real life relationship as well. That when Takahashi joined the Young Lion system, he wasn't developing at the same rate that was maybe expected of him. Mm. And you you run the risk of being cut and uh, let go. And Naito put him, took him under his wing and essentially became his paddle, you know, his um, sensei yeah. for that time period and helped Takahashi improve to the point that, you know, he's now having these sort of matches, which are just in crazy fast-paced spectacles. But also, unfortunately, like Naito, uh, he has a recklessness with his own body that means he takes bumps that maybe could be considered unnecessarily dangerous. Are uh, which, we talking... Which, like I say, Chris Saban brings up during this match that he has that Mick Foley-esque willingness to hurt himself in order to uh, hurt someone. And to jump straight into the match, just a little bit with Get off that. Get jump streets, maybe. Yep. Um, 
can we talk about i know i'm skipping a couple of like opening exchanges i think we need to talk about that hurricanrana down the stairs yeah so they start off at a fast pace on the inside uh but eventually it goes to the outside and they up they go up the stairs of the crackwin hall because the way that the crackwin hall works is that there's some small there's small um stands on three sides of the ring but then there's like a goal mouth, like the whole tend or something, right at the on the other side. I knew you'd make up. it a villa reference. Well, you know, you, you work with what work with the best, and <laughs> so that's where the majority of the crowd is that you can't actually see from the camera angles because that's also the hard cam side usually, um, and it is on concrete. And he, like you say, he he does a running drop kick to Ishimori, which again is him taking a full flat bump on his hip and his back now do you know like how he they talk about how he takes these massive run-ups mm. uh do you reckon because you've obviously spoken to his accent oh, eccentricity, eccentricity. I, I shouldn't have bottled it i had that eccentricity um because like, you see a lot of like 80s japanese wrestling clips where people are running down like the uh, ramps at yeah. like speed yeah the to great do it. love to do that yeah do you reckon he's doing that because it looks so odd and it's like a fr- not because it's a throwback out of respect but because it's so different and weird and wacky yeah and I'm just because wrestling's moved on and he's going he's using the past as a way to look eccentric well yeah i think but it's also just it's full energy and it's a fun visual to see someone running that fast for that long a period of time it wasn't anything that really went away masato tanaka loved doing that with a chair shot he'd run like the whole length of an entrance ramp to hit someone with the chair I, I i do love it um I, I the best one i've ever seen it wasn't even like for a move though it was charles robinson at mania mm. just sprinting like the madman he is yeah and everyone knows exactly what i'm talking about as well it's like one of those gifts that just see someone did that someone did that to that bit with the with lancelot in um monty python the holy grail you know dum 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 Takahashi goes rolling down the full flight of stairs, reminiscent of the bump Mick Foley took during his halftime heat empty arena match with The Rock. Yeah. Now, to his credit, he does do it sort of controlled because he—it's it, not as fast as you know a natural fall down the stairs, if that makes sense. Mm. But that many like concrete edges—that he must have jarred something. It, there's yeah. just no way he didn't. <laughs> What surprised me, though, is that that seemed like the big bump for which to build off the rest of the match with Ishimori as the dominating heel. And they don't really do that. No. This falls down the same issue I think I had with the Osprey-Kushida match, where they're doing all the moves, but it doesn't necessarily link together. And what I, what I really felt like with this match was you had two really interesting, well-defined characters mm. with fantastic looks. But it seemed like they were wrestling at each other rather than wrestling with each other. And they could have had these fun character interaction moments that weren't happening. 
Do you get where I'm coming from with that? I do with the character side of things. Yeah. I do think um, not the first bit. You're right, and you are right that the uh, the stairs Rana spot should have been utilised more. I yeah. I do agree with you there. Do you think the emphasis on uh, submissions that they throw in, sort of in the second and third stanzas of this match? Um, but that's more just them working the standard New Japan structured match and not adding their own match-specific storytelling to it, I felt. It was more that they had more time to fit in more big moves to me. Because junior heavyweights, this is really their only time to shine during the whole run. The best Whilst of the, the heavyweights get the yeah. G1 climax, but they also will take up the vast majority of the big show matches. Yeah, junior heavyweights is basically only the best of the super juniors and also the super junior tag league where they are the focal point of the tour like um, at this point on this tour Kenny Omega and Kazuchika Okada are literally not there uh, I think Naito was doing six man and four man eight man and, and ten man tag team matches and talking to Takahashi during the post match uh, interviews and saying this is your time to shine and everything and we've got to talk about that and that is a really cool way of structuring it yeah um but it's also like i said i i, I sometimes feel like the gold standard with the we're comparing it to because weirdly like nearly all the five-star junior matches we're covering have been best of the super junior finals mm. like a samurai kanemoto sam kanemoto samurai um osprey kashida Takahashi, pegasus Ori, Pegasus Sasuke was the final of the Super J Cup, but it's of a similar ilk. Yes, you're yeah. right. And the next one that we'll be covering... Well, one of the ones that we'll be covering next will also be uh, the Super Junior Final. We've got that to look forward to later on. Although, actually, also a group stage match gets five stars in this run as well, in the next run as well. And, of course, we've got, we have started to get... We just had the Will Ospreay-Marty Skull match, which did tell more of a story than this one did and was based on their interactions between the two of them. Now, yeah. admittedly, Takashi and Nishimori don't have history going into this match, but this didn't feel like the first chapter of a great storied rivalry, which it could very well be, because both these guys are too small to ever get out of the junior heavyweight division at this point. Mm. They're visibly about... I don't think Takahashi can be any taller than five foot seven, and, um, and Ishimori is even smaller. Yeah, yeah, Ishimori is about five five. By the way, he uh, it's difficult. It I, 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 I didn't go necessarily... into this one thinking I can't wait to see what these two are going to do next time with each other. It was more like I look forward to another match with Takahashi. I look forward to another match with Ishimori, but I don't feel like I'm chomping at the bit for another Takahashi Ishimori match. But does it have to do that? I think for a five-star match, it kind of does. Is it not more a case of... And this is just my like my opinion on this. Um, that it, it succeeds in showcasing both men. Um, it succeeds in exciting the crowd. It succeeds in doing what it wants to do. And that's obviously like... I don't think that's necessarily all it wanted to do. I think it wanted to make uh, Ishimori look great because this was basically his debut tour. Yeah, yeah. And I, I say, I, as I said, it, it, did, it did make both people look good. It, but it made the crowd excited. It built the... It furthered, obviously, the prestige of the best of the Super Juniors. And as I say, like, 
I, it was really entertaining. And it was I think... entertaining, but again, I, I guess to go back to an analogy I used in the previous one, this felt like more like wrestling as fast food. And I don't know the, how much nutrition there was within there. Yeah, sometimes fast food is great, though, like dirty and yeah, sloppy. Yeah, fine, but really... I'm never going to give a... Yeah, but a fast food restaurant's never going to get a Michelin star. Well, no, but is a Michelin star the only thing, the only rating that matters? I know, obviously... No, but we're talking about the wrestling equivalent of a Michelin star. Hmm, but that's not... But that's not just what food is, and not, neither is it just what wrestling is. <laughs> I, if know you see what... I know it's not. I know it's not. Look, I'm not saying this isn't a very entertaining match. Yeah. But there are tangible elements to it that are lacking. That is why I'm not going to give this one five stars. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, well, yeah, that, that's. I I am going to give this five stars. Um. I think it set out exactly what it wanted to do and it executed it very well. Um, I disagree that it did everything that it wanted to do because I think it wanted to tell a great story and I don't think it told a great story. Or if it didn't even go in with the intention of telling a great story, then that's a mark against it as well. I I think it was one of those vehicles to make to, to further both men, but without necessarily intertwining both men. I just think if you look at Kanemoto and Samurai, that's such a great match of a dick heel, uh, you know, bullying and try and um, underestimating this underdog figure that you wouldn't have expected to reach the final. You would have expected like a like a kanemoto just as with this one you probably expected one of osprey or kushida to make the final instead it's like the three number three and number four in the juniors at this point yeah no no, no i i do number, I, three, number five as well because marty skull's not there either yeah no i do take your point in that if i looked at the groups on paper i wouldn't have picked these two for the final um but as i say i, I just really i really found it I found it very entertaining, and I so what did really enjoyed have? it. So what did this one have that the Osprey and Kushida match didn't? Because I don't think you gave that five stars. Uh, let me just check my notes on that. Bear with me. I just didn't feel like this was a match with... Like, there's clear... Even with the Osprey-Kushida match, there was there's a clear character dynamic that's been built up over matches... And continues on past it to, you know, that we saw alluded to after the Marty Skrull match where he goes over to Kushida and he's like, you're my white whale. Yeah. You know, there was nothing. And I, obviously if it's chapter one, you don't of, of us feud. If there was going to be a feud, you didn't need to do that. But it was just not. I didn't see Ishimori do anything to adapt to the eccentric uh, nature of Takahashi. And I want there to be adapt to the match I want there to be something to this match that says this is so unique that this has to be seen that's what a five star match is this one match has to be seen and outside of just the spectacle of Takahashi taking some crazy bumps and loads of big moves being thrown I didn't feel that okay that's again I would go high be a high four somewhere but I need yeah. that, intang- that extra intangible that it doesn't offer me in this match. Also, very but we we, up, we like have very nearly screw up a reverse Rana as well. Yeah. So that's another. Yeah, but that's that's the thing. I think it's just I felt 
because I enjoyed the spectacle, I, I felt the intangible, and in, in this instance, you didn't. But we have what had was this. What was unique about We this? have had the um, the instances before where the roles have been reversed. Um, as I said, I, I, I just can't quite explain the intangible that I have for this. It's, it's just really good entertainment, and it really... It is good entertainment. I, uh, for me, it just achieves what it's setting out to do, for me. Mm. Well, obviously we'll have to disagree uh, on that one. And again, I, I don't want to be overly na- negative, but I'm just saying, like, for me... The I feel that's to be like a display... At, at, the junior heavyweights that we've watched so far has been El Samurai and Koji Kanemoto, and this doesn't come close to reaching that emotional fever pitch that you felt in that match. Yeah. I, I think it's... Do you think it's as good as the El Samurai Kanemoto match? God, that was so long ago. Um, I'm gonna have to like is c- come back to you on that one purely because I don't want to say one. So because my memory of the Al Samurai Kanemoto match isn't that great because we did do it quite a long time ago. Um, so I'm gonna err on the side of caution and sit on the fence a little bit on that one. Yeah, you sit on that fence. Yeah. Well, I don't want to give an unfair answer. All right. Uh, I I'm happy to give a fair answer, which is it doesn't come close to that. But wrestling is subjective, after all. No, it isn't. I'm always right. <laughs> now you're starting to sound like every wrestling fan. Now, I'm <laughs> wow, so you know who you are. <laughs> uh, and now, after I've alienated our entire fan base, <laughs> well, both of them, all all both of them, yeah, the dozens of mankind fans. Mm. Um, how can people get in touch with you, Lorcan? With me, first yeah. of all, they can get in touch with. Well, no, I also want to talk briefly about Takahashi as well because a few months after this, he has another match with Dragon Lee where he takes a crazy bump, basically head first off of a package. It's like Dragon Lee hooks him up like in a power bomb, but then tucks his head in so that it's like bundled up in a in a thing, and then sort of flips him over for a suplex but his head lands first and he breaks his neck and he has not returned to the ring since then oh god that sounds so needlessly complicated mm. no wonder it could yeah well yeah i can't even picture it in my head i and know it makes you, me you very have said like takahashi gets all of two years essentially at non young lion in new japan and that might be all he gets yeah well it it's sort of like Shibata as well. Um, God, we could have got a lot more out of him, but but in I both guess cases, this, match, this guess... match is indicative of what was going to happen. Like Chris Saban on commentary is basically giving us a heads up of what he's doing to himself. He's like the um, old crone in like the horror movie or something like that. Well, you know, as Saban says in commentary, he hopes to wrestle for another 10 years. Well, you know. And that's why he doesn't do as many high-flying moves or something like that. Yeah, I do, I do remember that bit of commentary. It's a nice um, self-awareness. Takashi didn't even get the time enough in wrestling maybe to achieve that self-awareness. Yeah, That's very sad. Hopefully he can come back, but, you know, the last guy to come back from a huge neck injury was Honma, and he's a shadow of what he once was as well. Yeah. So well, know, we'll wait. Hopefully, he gets the safe outcome. I yeah. think it may not be the one he wants, but he gets the right outcome for his, his health. I think is the best thing we can say. 
But to get back to now, uh, my name's Lorcan Mullen, that's L-O-R-C-A-N-M-U-L-L-A for abdominals, N for 9,000 crunches, which looks like that's what Taiji Ishimori does on a nightly basis. Uh, that's my Twitter handle, Instagram, Facebook, Letterboxd, if you want to put an at gmail.com at the end of it, that's my email address. Simon, how can people get in touch with you? Uh, people can get in touch with me on Twitter, where I'm so known as Simon Cross Free. Free for the number of six packs that um, Taiji has managed to fit onto his entire body. <laughs> so what have we got next? Si? Uh, uh, just another run-of-the-mill five-star, five-and-a-half-star, six-star match? Oh, well, those are all so blasé. I, I, I think we need to uh, push the envelope a little bit higher. Yeah. Um, and we have just the two gentlemen to do that, as uh, Kazuchika Okada takes on Kenny Omega. It's the match that Dave Meltzer rated seven stars, to the point now that every future five-star match, you might as well gouge your eyes out rather than have to watch. <laughs> and spit on your mum for birthing you for being stupid enough to watch just a five-star match and pouring the hottest of the hot one hot sauces into the holes of the eyes afterwards <laughs> that got dark mm. so yeah as as did your vision after you gouged your eyes out <laughs> it's okada omega 4 it's what's coming up next but there's nothing left to say at this point other than until then my name's Lorcan mullen my name's simon cross thank you for letting us tell you something have a five and a half star time until the next time.